This is Small Business Weekly, a show that gives your business a shot in the arm, a shoulder to cry on, and a pep talk. Broadcasting, as usual, from the city of San Fernando in sunny Southern California. We got another great show for you today with our guest Sandy Silva, the president of our Chamber of Commerce here in San Fernando. I think we're going to call this episode Pep Talk. Today I'd like to introduce our guest, uh, the president of the San Fernando City Chamber of Commerce and the owner of Manzanitas uh, in San Fernando. It's uh, Sandy. Thanks for joining us, Sandy. Of course. I'm happy to be here. Thanks Uh, for inviting me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't... uh, I mean, it's early in the podcast uh, sphere here at the Chamber, and I don't have a lot of episodes in the can, and I definitely wanted to get the Chamber of Commerce uh, president involved. And uh, you know that we're trying our best here at the Chamber to let people know we exist and to provide value. And we feel this podcast is part of that value, you know, trying to uh, uh, give our uh, membership some advice, some uh, guidance, and maybe a place to hear the stories that they've been hearing themselves uh, and didn't know it was the same for everybody. And a lot of times when you're in business, you sort of got your uh, shoulder to the grindstone and you really don't know, uh, is everybody got this problem? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just narrow it down to yourself and you think, oh, I'm going through this. It's just me. Um, But newsflash, everybody has been impacted by this pandemic one way or another. And something I wanted to mention, Tom, um, it's, it's unfortunate that this is the way we have to start the year. But, you know, that's how I was seeing it in the beginning. And I thought, man, we had so many great plans um, for, you know, the business community as a, as a chamber, San Fernando, mm-hmm. uh, lots of seminars and events, network events, which are huge in San Fernando, because you get to meet so many business professionals that are your neighbors in your backyard where you work that could potentially help you and grow and educate you. Um, But I take this for face value, honestly. And we got to communicate with everybody one way or another. And we couldn't just sit back and wait for, you know, the mayor or somebody to say, hey, you can walk out the doors now. And then that's when we're going to commence. No. So I really appreciate that you took initiative and actually pull this through. And, you know, now we're talking to everyone. (laughs) And now they're listening. Well, thanks, Sandy. I'll uh, (laughs) I'll make sure I do my best. No, uh... you always do. Thank you. Well, I, I, uh, I've i listened to a lot of different podcasts over the years, so I think the format is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it this conversation gives us a chance to sort of drill down into a lot of different topics. And um, before we get too heavy into it, though, there's a lot of listeners may not know who you are and what you do. Now, am I right to assume that you started out working in real estate? Yeah, or that's it, right. That's right. So was it uh, on your own or with your husband? Uh, give me the little bit so, of the background. All righty. Real quick, uh, before Jesse and I actually officially got married and moved in and, mm-hmm. you know, had the family and whatnot, um, I was working in, in a real estate office just like he was. And I was going to college and he was doing his own thing. And I guess you can just sort of say that when we finally moved in together and got married, we figured, well, you do real estate, I do real estate, why are you doing your own? And why am I doing your own? Why aren't we not a team? And that's definitely where it was born. 
and we had a small office in San Fernando, which not a lot of people know about. And from there, we opened up our um, bigger office in Mission Hills. And that's when Jesse really and I were able to employ a lot of agents. And it was, it's been more of a boutique style real estate office than, you know, like something really big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. and we specialize a lot in selling and buying just like every other real estate company, uh, commercial and refinance. We have our own mortgage. And right now we're working on opening our escrow company. Mm-hmm. But then I thought to myself, well, this just can't be it. There's, there's got to be something else. You know there's what I mean? There's got to be more. As if we weren't busy enough. <laughs> um, and and I love to, you know, do a lot of um, home cooking. And I thought, well, I'm definitely, definitely not opening up a restaurant. There is just <laughs> no way. Um, my life is just going to be consumed in that restaurant. And I knew that it just wasn't for me. So I really analyzed what I wanted to do. Uh, what was on demand and, and what we didn't have around something I really liked is um, sweets. Sweets are my go-to, <laughs> but I don't bake. So I Me thought, <laughs> yeah, so I don't bake. And I mm. thought, well, I'm not going to bake. And there is like, you know, a bakery in every other corner here in the Valley. So mm. Mm, maybe that's not going to be it. Right, right. Um, I found myself buying a lot of caramel apples, a lot of them. And our money was just being thrown at, you know, mm. these, these treats. Yeah. And Jesse one day said, we were having dinner with the kids, and he said, hey, well, you know what? I think you could pull this off. Maybe this is it, and you mm-hmm. just never knew it. Yeah. So the kids got really excited about mm-hmm. it. And I said, all right, I'm going to give you guys some homework. Put together a menu. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I that, you know, planted that seed in their mind that sure. anything's possible, you know? <laughs> and hey, maybe this whole, because real estate could be really stressful. It yeah. is, if you're very passionate about it, it's definitely successful but when you have a family and you really want to maintain a healthy you know environment (laughs) within your home in my experience it it just became a little difficult and hey i i could pull through i still look at contracts i still help jesse we still analyze our businesses together he doesn't know much about my business just like i may not know a lot about his but somehow we managed to pull through and analyze and go through problems and Mm -hmm. ideas and whatnot. So I told the kids, hey, maybe this could be a fun business venture. Mm -hmm. And I told them, and if it doesn't work, it's okay, we move on, you know? But if it does work out, even better, like Mm -hmm. this is gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. And you know, having these little kids just look at me every day and rely on me and that little Mm -hmm. dream and that little seed that I planted (laughs) and they wanted to see reap, I said, I gotta pull things through. So I really started doing my homework and I thought, well, can't be that hard. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> really, I really be. can't be that hard. It's um, just a candy store, right? Yeah. Well, boy, did I not realize what I was getting myself into. It is a lot of work. It yeah. is. Is it worth it? Most definitely, because I am having so much fun in this ride. I've met so many great people, and this is how I became part of the Chamber of Commerce of mm-hmm. San Fernando. Right. Right. Um, so it's been quite the experience. I love it. Love well, every second of it. What I What's interesting is how. Uh, you said that the two of you work together. I mean, you've become each other's sort of network. You're each other's uh, board of directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do, I, not to get too deep into that relationship, <laughs> but do you ever call each other on it? You know, do you really think that's a good idea? Do you really think we should do that X, Y, or Z? I mean, do, do you become each other's sort of confidant when it comes like that? Oh, definitely. Every day. Yeah. Every day. And, you know, it starts with the little things at home, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the environment that, mm-hmm. that you create. 
And then when you have a business together, well, it's no longer in your home, but now it's in the business. So now not only do you analyze all of your numbers because, you know, life, marriage, um, you know, growing up per se, like mm-hmm. a lot of kids like to say nowadays, yeah, adulting, right. it's just like a business. You have to manage your numbers. You have to see what's coming in, what's going out. Uh, what are your needs? What are the wants? You know, what needs to get fixed? And that's the same structure, you can say, or system that is applied in the real world, mm-hmm. in, in a business. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. So it, it was like natural to us. And sure. that's what we do every day, just well, on a different level and a different yeah. scale, because now you have lawyers, now you have <laughs> CPAs, now you have this and that and payroll. <laughs> well, what I like, another thing I like about what you said was that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You, I've always had that mindset, though. Well, I, I think a lot of people feel that failure is the worst possible thing. And I've always understood that failure is the way you learn what success is. That is exactly true. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's it's not the end of the world. It does not stop there, and it does not have a period there. Mm-hmm. So if you, like I've said, take it for face value, then you learn from it. Mm-hmm. So how did you grow from it? You start to ask yourself, Mm. how can I do it better the Mm. next time? Sure. You know, but unfortunately, a lot of people are very close minded and and they put all their nuggets, all their eggs and everything they got into one basket and they never think of the what if you got to be super conservative. You got to be well rounded. You have have to have the right team in place and you got to be prepared that and and tell yourself you got to be convinced that it may not work. But mm-hmm. you could move on. Right. It's totally possible. Well, what it does is it enables you then, if you understand that, this is what I've always done, is I, is I look at a decision in the business and I say, are we going to do X? Yeah, okay, we can, we're going to do that. What's the worst thing that could happen? Worst case, right? Well, well it could cut our revenue by 50%. It could make us go get a loan. It could uh, ruin 50 customers. Uh, Are we willing to accept that possibility? Mm -hmm. Sure. That's not the end of the world. I can deal with that. Okay. Well, now let's do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen. Knowing we're going into the cave and we don't know what we're going to find. But if we're lucky, we'll find that vein of gold. Mm -hmm. And it it preps you and gets you an understanding that failure isn't what I'm after, but I know it's out there and I can deal with that. And you can pick yourself up mm-hmm. from right. any fall that you mm-hmm. have, which is, I feel that we could apply with what's happening right now mm-hmm. um, during this pandemic where a lot of people are seeing every single door closed, every single window closed, no opportunities, but, and they don't see how they can grow from this. Mm -hmm. And if they're not prepared now, and if they, well, nobody, nobody realistically prepares for disaster. Well, yeah, unfortunately, nobody Nobody expects, right? right? Nobody expects um, hitting some sort of roadblock like this, or, I mean, you could put a million excuses, right? Um, but at the end of the day, you need to be prepared for worst case. You, like I said, need to be well-rounded and have the right team always backing you up as if we are going to expect something bad happening next month or mm-hmm. 
six months from now, or if you want to look at it long-term five years from now. Um, but you always have to be prepared, unfortunately. Well, we were talking earlier, and I think uh, uh, one of the values of being involved in a mm-hmm. chamber of commerce or a business group is that you are exposed to people who potentially become your team. Exactly. Um, in a larger context, in larger businesses, they call it your board of directors. Mm-hmm. But just because you're not a corporation or a, a, an official LLC, you're just sole proprietorship, there's no reason you can't assemble that team. Oh, there's this business over there that's kind of like me. There's this attorney that I know. There's this CPA that I know. There's this friend of mine who's real savvy. Okay, now when I have trouble, I'm going to reach out to them and they're going to talk to me. Or maybe we're going to get together and have lunch once a, a quarter Mm-hmm. And just talk about what's going on. Yeah. And the chamber gives you the opportunity to build that and to expand that and to enhance those people and get differing opinions. In other words, somebody who may not know you and may not know all about you who can come in and say, well, how come you're doing that? And they're not, you know, angry with you. What there are is actually challenging you. And if you can defend your decisions... It's okay. I think this is where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And you can, you feel much better about those decisions when you, when someone asks you to give them some detail. And then you're like, well, I actually didn't think about that, but I will. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know right. What I'm saying? That's right. And I've learned so much um, ever since I joined the chamber. And just like a lot of other people, when I first opened the doors to my business in San Fernando, um, I, somebody walked into my doors and said, Hey, are you, are you a member of the chamber of San Fernando? And, and, and I thought, well, um, no, I'm, I'm not. But at that point I, I was so busy. I was like, Oh my goodness. I just opened the doors to a business. I have no clue about, but I'm, I'm going to pull through, you know, and mm-hmm. I was going every day learning and learning mm-hmm. while my doors were open. Um, but then I really, I sat down and I really analyzed that question and I thought to myself, well, why am I struggling here? When there is a group of professionals out there who are volunteering to help, to network, and to grow within right. the city. Yeah. And why am I not a part of that? Right? So then I digged a little deeper and, and I started to learn that the board, the membership, everybody involved within the chamber, not it wasn't just a group of people that were just residents of San Fernando and they were retired and they were bored and whatnot. No, these were a group (laughs) of active professionals within the city. And when I say active, I mean, I'm talking about lawyers that have offices in San Fernando. I am talking about payroll companies. I am talking about like Tom here. (laughs) You know, I mean, he's, yeah, (laughs) you're welcome. Um, It's just a handful of professionals that could really and truly want to back you up. Mm -hmm. And hey, when I opened the doors to my business, I was 29 years old. What did I know? I did not know anything. I did not know much, you know, but, but I... I had a dream and, and I thought, now I'm going to make it happen. And mm-hmm. and thank God I joined the chamber because yeah. now I know this solid group of people that if anything were to hit the fan, they're there to back me up. Mm-hmm. And I've made a lot of great relationships, lots of friendships. I mean, I truly, I'm truly enjoying the ride. And then now as a president, mm-hmm. 
I could offer so much. We as a board Mm -hmm. could offer so much value um, for everybody listening. I mean, I'm not saying, hey, join the member, right? Become a membership right now. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, why not work together? Mm -hmm. Why work against the stream? It just doesn't make any sense. While we're on the chamber bandwagon, Mm -hmm. there's something else I'll ask you, which is what I get a lot uh, and our membership chair gets a lot, which is, well, I can't join because, you know, I'm too busy and it's going to take too much of my time. And how, when are the meetings? And would you say that, A, it took too much of your time away from your business and or B, you, it, that time that was taken away was worth it? You know what? I always say this. There is always time for improvement. There is always time for growth. Now, if you don't see, you got to see the value of it in order for you to even consider joining or or maybe just going to a mixer. I mean, what's what's there to frown upon? That's mm-hmm. my question. Yeah. So when people are very close minded as to mm, I'm just I, I, I really need those that money, you know, for the year. And it's like you end up dumping it somewhere else when something goes wrong or you end up, you know, just using it on something you didn't really need. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not support a group of leaders that's doing something for you in return? It's mm-hmm. like the art of reciprocation. Sure. You yeah. give and you get. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what we're working mm-hmm. with at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that 100%. And I think there's a a lot of value you get out of it. But that value has to be put into it by somebody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that somebody is you. You know, sometimes you join and nothing happens for two years and then suddenly someone asks you to be on the board or someone asks you. What I like about it is the leadership possibilities. People don't always remember that if you own a business, you are, by definition, a leader of some kind. Whether it's a bridal shop or a hairdresser or a a large property management company or a computer company or Manzanitas, you are a leader of some kind. Mm -hmm. And your employees look to you to get paid. Your customers look to you to provide that product. And you actually have something to give to those others and something to receive from that group of leaders that make up a chamber. And I that's sort of the value that comes back. So what I want to do now is uh, talk a little bit about uh, the COVID thing. Yeah. And uh, great topic. I know what (laughs) it's so timely. What I, I have a certain uh, take on what happened and what we did as a business, but I'm interested. So you, uh, so they shut down the city. Everyone's and, going crazy. And yeah. Sandy is talking to her team over at Manzanitas. And you guys decide to do what? What is your philosophy so, about the COVID? So here's the thing. When, um, you know, first they they said, hey, we're closing business doors. I thought, well, my business, I'm going to have to potentially close. And and I thought it thoroughly. And I said, well, if, if that's what I have to do, well, then I'm forced to do that. Right. right? And I didn't go against the current. And I did talk to my team and we put together a plan. I said, worst case, we do this. There are these resources that could help you and these are mine. Worst case. Thankfully, 
I didn't have to close the doors. I fall under the essentials, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we kept our doors open. Was it slow? Very much so. Uh, First few weeks, I want to say everybody was affected by this financially, even if you were able to keep your doors open. I know you keep track of numbers. Uh, I do. Do you have a a percentage you would be able to say? Yeah, 75%. Down? Down. The first week. So you're making 30% of your normal mm-hmm. or 25% of your normal yes. income in the first week or two. Yes. And I would have some of my employees text me at night because I don't get phone calls after nine. And they would say, Sandy, we're going to be very honest with you. We didn't do anything today. We cleaned everything. Uh-huh. We already o- organized everything. Um, we even did things we never thought we were going to do. There's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I sat there and, and I thought, well, do they want to work? Is that is that what I'm hearing? Am I, am, I'm trying to read in between the lines here, mm-hmm. right? right? Are they okay with it or are they not? Because at the end of the day, they're still getting paid. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing that I structured my businesses around is um, I'm a very conservative person. Even in my personal life, I am not a spender mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so I have reserves. For both my businesses and personally. So if so you, ever anything happens, we're good. Right? You weren't planning for COVID. I but wasn't you, planning. You had rainy day funds sitting go. around. As okay. usual. And I think that's something people should always practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very important. But that's just another topic that we could talk yeah. about in another time. Uh, so that was that. And after about a week and a half of very slow, no work days, mm-hmm. right? I would go in there and they were right. I mean... Floors were mopped, windows were cleaned, everything was in ship shape, you know. But I didn't sit there and scratch my head and said, huh, well, where are we going with this? No, you don't sit back. I I really, really took that time to analyze my business. Mm -hmm. Something I wasn't able to do very much on an everyday basis was sit down, look at reports, look at numbers. That's something I always handed to my CPA Mm-hmm. and and the accounting team and i thought well that's why i pay them you know that's why i used to think mm-hmm. that was my mindset all the time oh, mm-hmm. i pay them i pay them so they could handle it if there's a problem they could deal with it right 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 um but then i thought wait hold on we're going through a pandemic here how is it that i don't know much about my business well and when i say much i don't mean like i'm clueless i have an idea mm-hmm. an idea is not sufficient in times like these Exactly. That's anecdotal evidence doesn't mean that you can make a pull the trigger on something. You, you really need numbers. Exactly. You need to know what's going on. So that was one thing. And, and I actually have my wrote my notes right in front of me. Uh, so when everything was slowed down, I understood my business better. I understood my numbers, right? And I no longer really relied on my CPA. She was really happy for me too, mm. by the way. <laughs> She's like, finally, it's paying off. Um, so I was, better, I, I was better prepared for a pandemic like this. And when I say that, it's like, well, Sandy, how do you better prepare yourself? Well, I now I know my numbers. And because I was always so organized and I had this this strong backbone in my in my business, which is my CPA, and I'm going to talk a lot about them because they're just great. <laughs> From the moment I open my doors, I mean, they were my CPAs for long ago mm-hmm. because of our real estate office. Sure, um, she always injected in us and told us, Sandy, you always 
file your taxes, show your numbers. Mm -hmm. Let's really analyze your business. Let's mm -hmm. really see what the numbers are. You know, mm -hmm. what you're earning, what's going out, what's the, your P&Ls, you know? Metrics, metrics, ha metrics. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's and that's huge. And that's something a lot of people are not doing, unfortunately. And, you know, a lot of cash businesses, which I, I'm not here to take any sides, but I'm here to say, because this pandemic really, really shut and closed the doors to the entire world, not just mm -hmm. San Fernando, not sure. just LA County, not just Ventura County, it was everyone that went through this if you were not prepared and and all of these funds these grants came into play and you didn't have any piece of documentation set in stone mm -hmm. by your certified cpa or tax preparer unfortunately and a lot hundreds of thousands of businesses couldn't even benefit mm -hmm. from ppp loans or sbas or just any type of assistance, they were not even taken into consideration. And that's really, really unfortunate because this is your bread and butter. You should be treating your business like your life. I mean, mm -hmm. do you have, I mean, God forbid, I hope these people even have health insurance, you well, know, yeah. because that's how your business is really, really seen like, like yeah. your life, yourself, your kids, everything, because that's every day um so that was another thing um another thing we really i feel like we polished um was little tiny things like organization within you know the kitchen in the front um customer service i'm always from the very beginning telling uh, my team how important it is to always smile um but you know that's just something that i've never taken into granted and i always valued is customer service. I, I'm going to be very honest. When I was 14 years old, and maybe I shouldn't be saying this, and stop me, Tom, if I'm talking too much, because I could really go off topic That's here. okay. I'll talk. <laughs> 14 years old. I did not have to do summer school. Thank God, right? right I right. was good. No, no Fs. Good to go. But industrious little Sandy is yeah. not going to sit around the house. Right, right. And I wasn't into any sports at that time. And my mom works for the LAUSD till this day, so she wasn't available to, you know, drive me to here and camp or there. So I thought, oh, well, well, here I am, 14-year-old Sandy, lives on Brand Boulevard in San Fernando. I am not going to sit back and just let summer go by. So what do I do? I walk up to Foster's Freeze, right? And Super. Yes, and Robert, and he's still there opens the door and says, what can I get for you? Yeah. Well, I can get an application, I asked him. <laughs> and he's like, well, how old are you? Oh, God, I shouldn't say this. No, it's <laughs> But okay. I'm 16, Robert, okay? <laughs> so he hired me, and that was my first official job. And I appreciated the fact that he opened the doors, or maybe I was just scared on the fact that I lied, right? right, right. Whatever. Point is that I learned so much because I saw this man with his two small children and his wife go in there every single day, nurture their business as a family, as one. And I really, really saw a lot of value in that. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh my goodness, like these people put all of their time. I mean, it was a Saturday. The family could have been out at the beach or somewhere, but no, they were fully vested with their children and their business. And, and I really value that. And, and I looked up to well, them because of that. I want to just talk about that for a minute because I think that uh, something during the COVID that people should be 
thinking more about is exactly what you said, which is, this will eventually end. What uh, form the world takes is going to be somewhat different. Maybe not tangibly, but different. How can I, in my business, provide a better product to my customers? And how can I improve what I have so that when we finally come out of this, my numbers look better, Mm -hmm. not worse. I'm not climbing out. I'm sort of slingshotting out. I'm I'm using the time to build, to create, to, like you did, you analyzed metrics. You looked at your sales and you looked at your product lines. I wonder, really, did you find anything that you said, you know, we don't need to carry this anymore. We only sell three a day. I mean, did that ever occur to you or is, was there that you don't keep it at that kind of granular, you know? No, not really. You know, thankfully, everything sells just fine. Okay. You know, perfect. we're pretty yeah. good on that. Um, but I, where I was going with this is that the customer service, um, I, I've always valued it so much. Sure. So that's something that I always tell my team. Hey, I, I get it. We're in different times. We're not like when I was 14, 15, mm-hmm. 16 years old. And I the only thing I always tell them I don't expect anybody to seek a career from my mm-hmm. business, but learn something from it. Sure. You know what I mean? And it, it helps you in the long run. Um, so we it, definitely, it, there's a lot of room for improvement. And this is a time yeah. to really, really grasp onto that and take advantage and mm-hmm. really polish every area in your business yeah. right now. And you have to analyze right after we get out of this, it's not going to be like it was before. Yeah, It's not. Do not expect perfection because it's definitely going to be different. So you got to prepare for that. You got to really um, lost my train of thought there. No, sorry. But about that. <laughs> it's okay. No, the customer service becomes your differentiator. Mm-hmm. You 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 now are able to say that coming to this store is a great experience. Becomes experiential. And a lot of what people are saying now is because of online marketing and online sales, in order for people to feel safe Mm -hmm. to come to you, they have to feel that it's a warm and inviting experience. And your employees all have to understand that. They have to understand that if if we're going to be successful at this business, we have to understand that that person who walks in the door is valuable and should be treated mm-hmm. properly. Right. And I think if a lot of people start concentrating on it, it's really going to change the uh, quality of um, of retail. And, and especially small business, because small business can execute on that level, uh, I feel, a lot better than larger um, companies can. Because it's difficult to manage 400 franchises. Mm-hmm. But it's much more uh, easy and effective to manage your four employees right. and to get them to do what you want to do. So I, I really appreciate you spent the time mm-hmm. to talk about that with them, to think about that, and to understand how it, it works for your business. That's right. And another thing I just remembered, this mm-hmm. is what I wanted to say. Sure. You really need to analyze and say what is going to set me apart or aside from you know your yeah. your competitor yeah 
you know, am I really going above and beyond? Mm-hmm. Am I really taking full advantage of this pause right now so that I can analyze mm-hmm. everything and yeah. be better? Sure. Um, so that's that's just something that I wanted to wrap up that topic with. Well, it's correct. Like I said, it becomes a differentiator. We are better than them because. Mm-hmm. And, and you fill in that blank. Yeah. And, and you because, get to work. Because the experience is uh, a 10. You know, uh, the quality of the product is a 10. You know, if you start measuring everything. And and the fact of the matter is you were uh, conscious enough mm-hmm. of the time you have been given to work on those things. And that's, that's right. that's something I can't, you know, impress enough on people. We did the same thing in some ways uh, at our business. And... Because we're an internet or network company, we spend mm-hmm. a lot of time upgrading and putting in new equipment and doing things we just couldn't you do. Stay up to date. Well, yeah, and you don't have the time to do it because yeah. you're, you're running, you're putting exactly. out fires. Exactly. And uh, uh, as much as this was a burden, it's not all about PPPs and loans. It's about using the time to uh, become a better company. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, we did, I mentioned the uh, products because we do some analysis like that as well. We look at the things that we sell and we're like, well, you know, it might be better if we uh, push that product to uh, an online service and instead focused on our other three main products. Or mm-hmm. here's something that our customers all need. How do we deliver that to them? That's how we... Uh, we began offering voice over IP telephones because customers wanted it. I That's mean, right. Almost 50% of our customers who called, who were businesses, asked, well, do you do phones too? Well, okay, we're going to do phones now. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an easy uh, description. So uh, it's just interesting to me how, oh, and I saw a quote, I just read this. To uh, once again circle back to what you said about uh, you know customer service, uh, it was Warren Buffett who said this. Uh, the best advice he could give to small business was never stop thinking about how to delight your customers. Right. Not just impress them, not just serve them, but to delight them. Mm-hmm. It's an experience that yeah. they go in for. Yeah, and if you do that, you will build that loyalty. You will build that brand. You will start building something. And I think uh, in a lot of ways, that's such a important uh, thought. So, um, but, you know, uh, a lot of what we're talking about here is how local businesses can, you know, in our local area, mm-hmm. because we know so much about it. You and I basically have grown up around here. But I don't think anything we've talked about here isn't transferable to almost any small business. That's I right. mean, this kind of pay attention to metrics Pay attention to your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay attention to uh, how you treat the customer. All those things are very, very important. And uh, the, they're also things that uh, being involved in a group of people can be taught to you. You know, there are, there are things that you can, um, you know, you can learn from your contacts. Uh, and I don't... Where, where, Oh, here it is. I don't want to uh, 
point out any businesses, but I have been in contact with people who just seem to be sort of, uh, I don't want to say in a daze, but uh, shocked at what's happening now. And I think they need to uh, use the time to evaluate why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then if they really do have a, uh, a passion for it, then they can take that leap and say, okay, now I, I need to do X, Y, or Z. And you obviously have a passion for what you're doing. I have I mean, a passion it, for It comes for through sure. and just uh, the, the, the way you talk about it is beautiful. You know? So uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about was what kind of effect, because you're in, you're in a retail business where people come into your business. That's right. So over the past... Uh, you know, two months, have you increased, decreased, changed your online presence? I'm working on my online presence at uh, the moment. Okay. Um, I, I'm not doing it personally. Mm -hmm. I do have a team who's working on that. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe I feel like I haven't really pushed on it because mm -hmm. thankfully my numbers are good. Right, right. So I feel like there's really no need there's mm -hmm. always need. So that's something that's in the works right okay. now. Mm -hmm. um, we're really changing up the the face of the business too. Mm -hmm. Recently, um, we franchise with Michoacana Plus, which is also located in San Fernando. And mm -hmm. I now have, you know, the privilege to carry their tasty ice creams mm -hmm. and popsicles and etc. Um, so now we have to change everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thankfully, now we have the time and now it's getting done, mm -hmm. where it was a project that was dragged on for X amount of months since right. we reopened in August. Mm -hmm. So that's something that we're polishing. Something else that we did is my floors prior to, you know, before COVID was a thing, <laughs> um, was an eyesore to me. And right. everybody that went in there would say, oh, no, we like it. We like the concrete look. We mm -hmm. like this. We like that. I That wasn't sufficient for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I said, I'm going to take the time. I'm going to close two days. I'm going to give my employees a couple of days off to rest because we were mm -hmm. still busy at that right. last right. week. Mm -hmm. And I got the floors done. So mm -hmm. now we have a lime green. Mm -hmm. um, gosh, I forget the type of floor. Epoxy? Uh, is that what it's called? Did I pronounce it, it correctly? Epoxy? Yeah. Epoxy, yeah. that's right. Um, so now it's a metallic epoxy mm -hmm. green. And, and I'm like, yay. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's one improvement mm -hmm. amongst the whole list that I finally got through. Well, you immediately hit something that I was going to ask next, which oh, was sorry. store layout. That's store, right. Store um, presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're obviously, uh, 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 you don't own a franchise. You didn't buy Manzanitas. It's not like um, Subway or McDonald's. You came up with the concept. Yes. You came up with the idea, and there's one store. That is right. There and, is one store. And so by that, I, I want to emphasize the professional uh, look of your store and how important it is to you as a differentiator, because a lot of times when people like open a, a cake store or mm -hmm. a bakery, their presentation is sort of the last thing they think about mm -hmm. because they're bakers, they're, they're cooks, they're, their job is to create the cakes. So you pretty much have, you know, that, that one uh, big case where everything's in it. Right. And then that's it. You know, and I'm not going to lie with to you, Tom, in the beginning, it was like that. 
um, where I said, well, I am going to deliver a tasty and delicious one-of-a-kind caramel apple. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's what I did because I got a lot of great feedback. I mm -hmm. Did I have the right team in place under the roof? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Did I think the business was going to run itself in the beginning? Maybe, you know, <laughs> right. um, because at that time I was still... Guilty. Yes, guilty. <laughs> I was still really vested in my real estate, you know, business. I was still helping and managing. And then I also had, you know, this little monster. Um, so I had both of them. And but then I, I, I sat down and I said, no, I, I'm going to do one. Right. So I chose Manzanitas. And, and that's where I'm fully vested now. And now, since then, after analyzing everything I needed to do, that's when I really crossed all my T's and mm -hmm. dotted all of my I's, mm -hmm. which brought me to this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my, I'm all of my focus is in Manzanitas well, at the moment. Another thing you said there, which was very interesting, is that a lot of people have a day job and then they have this other business. Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, uh, my husband works with me, but only three days a week because he has a full time job. Um, it seems like they're dividing their time. And it's tough. It and it's is. tough for them, unfortunately. And, and if that's the circumstance that they have to pull through with, you but, know, I totally respect that. No, no. But it's not until you're fully vested in your business, that's when you're going to see success. And, and that was the point I wanted to make was that at a certain point you said, okay, I'm diving in head first. It's no more it's 50%. No, there's no black and white. Yeah, I mean, right. there's black and white. There's no gray area. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. There's no in between. You're right. either there or here. And, and I'm not saying I'm not interested in my other businesses i am i go there we we look at numbers i talk to my cpa you know of what you know things that we have to improve on and things like that because at the end of the day uh jesse is my my business partner in mm -hmm. both businesses um so i we we sit down and we do analyze everything together mm -hmm. but it's again not until i said mm -hmm. i'm out and mm -hmm. i'm in on this sure. that i truly started to see you know well, no, that's fantastic, and I think that's a lesson because I believe that some businesses extend that period of time too long, mm -hmm. and and what it does is it makes you rely on the other thing more and makes the business less viable, and uh, I think people start businesses for reasons, and unless those reasons are solid, they shouldn't uh, um, make it linger. They should decide at some point to fish or cut bait. You know, I'm going to go in and do this. Uh, I think uh, when I originally started, I was in school. That was it. Hmm. And that that's how I divided my time. I had school and got then it. I would do a few odd jobs. And then eventually when I got out of school, there was no, uh, no one hiring at the time. And I said, heck with it. I'm going to take these customers I have and build a business out of it. And I just went in, you know, all the way because it worked out well for me. And uh, at the time, consultants and the prices you were paid were different. So it was, I don't want to say easy. I worked out of my house and it was probably four years before I actually got a store. But boy, when you start paying rent, everything changes. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> and I think uh, one last thing I wanted to uh, talk about because... When I was talking to another consultant on another show, he uh, he mentioned this, which I think is a very important point, which is that um, 
your business is a is a journey that you have a destination for. You you think I want to build this business to this point, and at that time something happens. You sell. You franchise. You take on a partner. You uh, give it to your kids. Exit strategy. But that sits way over in the corner as your your end point. And everything that sort of happens to you on the road to that are decisions that you have to make. And you always have to keep that in your mind. Right. I think a lot of times businesses don't have that in mind. I mean, do you guys at some point when you started the business think of that? or, Or is it something now you think about later? I'm just curious if it ever uh, exit strategies ever cro- crossed your mind. So we're in this long term. And mm-hmm. that's something that Jesse and I established from the very beginning. Am I doing it for myself? Maybe for the time being. But in the long run, I want my kids to mm-hmm. definitely benefit from all this. I want stability now. And I knew that becoming a business owner, there was not going to be a limit to my income. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that that was just up to me. And that's why I said, well, it's either corporate America or it's entrepreneurship. And of course, I said, I'm 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 going to give I'm going to give it all. I'm going to push. And the kids are definitely, you know, my exit strategy. Well, uh, Sandy, I have to say, uh, 14 years old, starting at uh, Foster Trees, has paid off. <laughs> Great, thanks. Now, now that's what I'm considered I as. Just, uh, I just want to say uh, uh, it's great talking to someone like you who's more, uh, who really understands uh, where you're at and what you're up to. And uh, I think the membership of the chamber should be proud to have you as our president right now. Thank you. Um, and uh, I want to say thanks a ton for, you know, being on the show and, uh, you know, overcoming all the COVID to be here and yeah, helping me out. No, and, I'm uh, happy to be here anytime. Yeah. And uh, I am sure you're going to be on here again at some other point. But Definitely. Uh, I want to wrap up with something oh, real quick, ahead. only because we were on the COVID-19 topic. Um, mm. I, I do want for any list, any, anyone listening, that's a business owner, small business or corporate or franchise, whatever it is, I, I just want you to know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chamber is here to help. So if there is any questions that you have, just give us a ring, email us, or send us a DM. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, we we try to stay up to date with all of the information that's happening. As soon as we hear from somebody in the city, we try to get in there and you know keep everybody informed, make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, so more than anything, what I ask for is unity especially in times of need, it's very important mm-hmm. that you're able to reach out to your neighbor or, you know, to the chamber or mm-hmm. anybody um, here that, you know, it's easy to contact. So that, that that's just it. Mm-hmm. I just want everybody to know that we're here. We're all going through this together and let's learn from this mm-hmm. so that God forbid 10 years from now or five years or six months from now, you know, we, we have another wave of a pandemic. We are prepared mm-hmm. financially, mentally, physically, emotionally, I mean, the list goes on, Mm. but everybody needs to be prepared and everybody needs to have a great support team and we are here to help. So thank Mm. you so much, Tom, for having me over. I really appreciate this time and what you're doing. Well, thanks, Sandy, again, for being our guest today. 
You know, it's great to hear uh, someone talk about their business, uh, how it's working, how it's working for them, and also how the Chamber of Commerce is working for its members. You know, sometimes as a business owner, it, it really feels like the waters are getting a little too high up to that neckline. So it's great to get a little pep talk once in a while to really realize that it's really not that bad. The journey ahead of us is a long one and we're all in it together. Now, next week, we got another show coming up. It's going to feature our president of the San Fernando Downtown Association. So we look forward to speaking with Christina next week. Now, if you like what you heard, think about what it might be worth to you as a business owner. Maybe it's worth uh, just giving us a little feedback about how we could improve the show. Or maybe, maybe a check, maybe a donation, maybe a membership. Maybe you tell your friends about what we're doing here at the Chamber and get us a few more listeners. Anything that you can do to help out was really appreciated. As I said before, we're all in this together, and you know, the more we help each other, the more we're all going to be successful. So once again, thanks so much for listening. My name's Tom Ross. I can't wait to see you next week.